Hello and welcome to the Revelation Podcast for those that are listening and welcome to those who are watching Screening the Word over at the Patmos channel on YouTube and also those that are watching over at Rumble on the Savage Viewpoint channel. Last week we went through Second John chapter two. I mean, Second John chapter one, verse eight. Second John chapter one, verse eight, and we will finish that up today. And let me go ahead and read that, and we'll get right into it. Second John chapter one, verse eight. Watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward a couple of weeks ago we started at watch yourselves and we know that john won the church here to be on alert so that they will not be deceived and lose their salvation and last week we looked at that part of so that you may not lose what we have worked for and you could go ahead and watch that it's a five-part video series that took a lot longer than I expected. And when I do my recordings, I have a goal of keeping about 15 minutes or under. Well, last week, I went close to about 45 minutes. I mean, it felt like it was about 15 minutes. And then when I looked at a time, it was 45 minutes. So I had to divide the last part into five parts. Well, I believe in Second John, Second John chapter one verse eight that I will not need to do it, and I do believe that we will be under fifteen minutes, Lord willing. We'll see. Anyways, last week we looked at the part where that so that you may not lose what we have worked for. I mean, throughout Scripture we could see that it talks about losing as one salvation. Once saved, always saved is not biblical, and it goes against the word of God. And this week, we will look at, but may we win a full reward. And we'll see what John is talking about when he says, but may we win a full reward. Now, we understand the concept of that when an athlete gets disqualified for cheating that he'll lose his prize and he'll lose his prize money and so when we don't watch ourselves and that when we're easily deceived we go away from god because our flesh of hearts becomes seared we become separated and then once we go through that that's when we lose our salvation and that's when we lose our full reward. Now, the crown of righteousness are for those who have their names written in the book of life. And we looked at Revelation chapter 3 and we saw the church on Sardis. I was saying church of Smyrna, Sardis, they both begin as the church of Sardis. We saw that Jesus said that church is dead. You are dead. And Jesus told them that they must repent and turn away 
or they will lose their salvation by having their names blotted out of the book of life. He says, if you do not overcome, then I will blot out your names in the book of life. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul talks about that he hopes that he does not get disqualified. And then John right here says the same thing. Watch yourselves, be alert, so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. So let's see what does John talk about when he says, but may win a full reward. From here, we'll go into Revelation, Revelation chapter 2. And I want us to see um, what do people look like that will receive their full reward in Church of Smyrna. And to the angel of the Church of Smyrna write, The words of the first and the last, who died and came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich and the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not by a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. In the letter to Smyrna, we see what the full reward that John is talking about, and that is the crown of life. Jesus encourages the church of Smyrna by telling them that he is pleased by their works. In fact, they and the church of Philadelphia are the only two churches that receive good report. Jesus did not say anything negative about these churches like he did with the other five. Jesus tells them, be faithful unto death even through tribulation. And at the end of it, I will give you the crown of life. And remember, when Jesus talks about the end of days, he says, the ones that endure will be saved. And he also said that those that stay on the narrow path will find that it is hard. But at the end of it, there is a crown of life. So at the Church of Smyrna, we see what the full reward is. And now we'll look at verses that will encourage us to stay on the narrow path. From the Church of Smyrna, we will go to Philippians. Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. Paul writes in prison, he says, I press on toward the goal for the prize, which is the crown of life, of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I just mentioned that Paul was writing this in prison. And look at what he said before verse, 13, verse 14. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straying forward to what lies ahead. 
In other words, Paul is telling the church in Philippi, do not get caught up in your sufferings as the end, but forget about it and look ahead. Focus on what is ahead of you. A great image of that is a baseball player that's getting ready to steal a base. Coaches will tell that player, look ahead. Don't look backwards, but look at towards the goal. Because if that runner turns and looks at his back, turns and looks back, he has a chance of getting caught stealing the base. So coaches tell them to look for, look ahead. And that's how we're supposed. We're supposed to be looking forward and looking ahead. Because the enemy will try to get us to look back at our past. Or he'll try to get us to look in our current sufferings. So that our eyes are taken off the prize. And that's where we get discouraged. We get frustrated. And then he could take us down a path we don't want to go. Then from that point on, we will try to look at the easy, the broad way. And that's the way that John warns the church when he says, watch yourselves so that you may not lose for what we have worked for and that we may win the full reward. And Paul is talking about this full reward when he says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we see at the church of Smyrna on what the full reward is, and that's the crown of life. Paul tells us that we must press toward that goal and we must forget about the past. You know, Jesus has forgiven us of our sins and he doesn't hold it against us. So why should we hold ourselves against our past sins? We are free in the spirit. So let us press onward. In the next passage, Paul talks about on what the crown of life is like. And let's go in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. Paul says, Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wealth, wreath, but we an imperishable wreath. Remember Jesus on the Sermon of the Mount says that all things on earth will rot away? Well, that includes prizes that athletes have won in this world. You know, we should admire the athletes' dedication and control that they have in the physical lives. And in the fruit of the Spirit, it talks about having control. You remember when Paul told Cain to control his anger? Well, that means through the Spirit that we can control ourselves. We could put our body under the subjection of the Spirit. Like an athlete, we want to do it, not so that we will receive a physical crown that will rot away, but the crown of life is imperishable. It's eternal, and it will never rot away. The full reward, the crown of life, is something that will never rot away. Now, I want us to follow Paul through First and Second Timothy to encourage us to win the full reward.
1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. He writes, Fight the good fight of the faith. No, no, do not make any mistake about it. When we say yes, Jesus, it becomes committed followers. The devil is like a roaring lion. He's out to seek and destroy and devour whomever. That's why we must fight the good fight of faith. We must trust God that he will keep us in his hands and he will. And Paul goes on. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Take hold of the eternal to which you were called so that you may not lose it. And about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. The good confession is the gospel. Many people have heard about the gospel. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, talks about that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run the race. You know, like a fight, a race requires endurance and patience. And we have to remember that while we struggle, while we are in the fight, that at the end of it is a crown of life. So let us watch ourselves from being deceived with the easy road. And let us not lose what we and they have worked hard for. When we endure, we will receive the full reward that is the crown of life. The church of Smyrna were willing to endure even if it meant their lives. They were willing to do that because they thought Jesus was pleased with them and he is faithful in his promises and he gave them the crown of life. And we too can inherit this imperishable crown when we endure to the end. And the second Timothy, Paul is coming at the end of his life. And Paul is charging Timothy. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have fought the good fight. For I am ready to be poured out as a drink offering. And time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Hence, therefore, is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will reward to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearance. In other words, people that love Jesus and have kept his commandments and being faithful to the end will also receive the crown of righteousness. They will receive their full reward. In James chapter 1, verse 12, also talks about the crown of righteousness. He says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. When we love God, that means we obey him, and we will endure to the end. We will watch ourselves and we will not be deceived so we will not lose our salvation. 
And that's why we will win the crown of life towards the end. So when we're going through a struggle and we're in a battle, what should we do? And I want to answer that question to close out 2 John chapter 1, verse 8. And I want to look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. This is what we should do. We should look at, we should look into Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Our faith is about him. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, in the Gospels, we see Jesus suffer. We see him suffer in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And we saw him suffer at the cross. And he endured. In John chapter 16, Jesus encourages the disciples and says that he has overcome. That means that he is victorious. And he has given that victory to us. That's why we can have the full reward that is the crown of life. This crown will not perish. It is for those who have been faithful to the end, like the church of Smyrna was. And in the next greeting of the word, we will go into 2 John chapter 1, verse 9. And may God bless you.